Right, hello everyone and welcome back to the EP Fitness Podcast. So this is episode four. I finally kind of feel like I'm on a roll with these now. I think each way is getting gradually better and today's one, as promised, is on macro tracking and kind of macronutrients. So this is probably one of the big things I get asked a lot and that is like, do I need to track? What are macros? How do I know what my macros are? That's probably the biggest one and that's what I'm going to cover today. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of crack on and get straight into it. So in terms of tracking macros, if you don't know what a macro is, it is a macronutrient and there are three macronutrients and that is your fats, your carbohydrates and your protein. And the idea is that we have goals for each of these and we track them when we track our food and our calories. So obviously doing this isn't for everyone. It's not 100% necessary to hit your goals, but it does keep things quite accurate. It is a way of collecting more data. And ultimately it is a way of kind of teaching yourself more about food. And I think tracking gets a really, really bad rep because everyone's first experience of tracking is when we go on MyFitnessPal we say that we want to lose weight, we put in our information, and then it gives you something ridiculous like 1,200 or 1,300 calories, which is way, way too low. So then we try and stick to that and then crash and burn pretty quickly, and that is what we think tracking is. So tracking isn't meant to be restrictive. It's not meant to be something you do to see how little you can eat. It's meant to just teach yourself about food, educate yourself about macronutrient splits, what's in your food, so you can ultimately make better choices and fuel your body correctly, which is something I'm really big on as a coach. And there's also a worry that it will take tons and tons of time. So I've had multiple questions now on Instagram, like how can I lose weight or how can I track without tracking my macros? Um, I'm worried it's going to take up loads of time. It's going to take over my life realistically tracking probably takes like five to seven minutes out of your day and I remember years ago I saw another PT talking about study on this so don't you know don't quote me I don't know if it's 100% correct but um really well-known PT saying they actually took six to seven minutes out of your day to track your food when they studied it so it really won't take over your life in that sense it's not time consuming so if that is your worry just give it a go and see if you can make it work so I first kind of want to like talk about why you might want to track and I put a post out on this last week on Instagram. Um, So like I've said, number one is that tracking is a really good educational tool to learn about food and what a kind of correct portion size would look like for you. Um, You can also learn to understand kind of what macros are, what food, what, what we're trying to say, what your food is made up of. So what are the macronutrients of, let's say, I don't know, a Sunday rice? You know, actually learning what is on your plate. And that can then help you to go on and visualize what you should be eating in the future so you can eat more mindfully. And tracking for me actually taught me how to incorporate foods that I enjoy without feeling guilty about them or without without feeling like I have to cut out like the food I like, like chocolate and crisps and sweets like you can eat in moderation and teaching for me taught me how to do that and ultimately tracking can help you achieve your goals so you don't need to track to hit a strength or physique goal but it does help especially if your goal is fat loss because when it comes to fat loss we want well I like to take as much of the guesswork out of it and tracking does that for me it makes sure that I'm on track I'm hitting x number of calories and protein because they are my two main focuses and if that is or isn't working, I can then use that data to make the changes I need to make. So tracking for me, it takes the guesswork out and takes a lot of the stress and frustration out, which is why I prefer it as a coach. 
So when it comes to tracking macros, I think it can be really overwhelming and quite confusing. So I'm going to kind of go through the main way of doing this and honestly, the most accurate way of doing this, even though it doesn't feel like it. So the main way of doing it really will be just tracking what you eat right now. And this is what I pretty much in insist on every client doing now when they first come on board. People come on board and they're like crazy, crazy eager to like, right, let's jump into the calorie deficit. What should I be eating? But as a coach, I can't just give you a value, um, like a random value based off an equation or a calculator. I need to know where you're at right now, what your eating habits are like, how much you are eating. Um, I like my clients to track on my fitness pal to do this. And this is also where you get used to tracking without the pressure of, I need to hit X amount of calories. And then you have the stress of learning how to track and the stress of hitting a lower calorie number and dealing with hunger and the moods that come with that. So I definitely don't recommend starting to track when you are going into fat loss. I recommend doing this for at least two weeks, most likely two to four, um, before you even attempt that. But yeah, the best way to track is to just start tracking what your current habits are. So if you buy pre-packaged food, scan that food, adjust the portion size. So if you haven't been on MyFitnessPal, you can adjust it from like one gram to 60 or 100, or you can put in that I've had half a pack of this sandwich. Um, so that is the way you do it by scanning barcodes. And if you are buying like ingredients like veggies and meat, you would weigh them. So stick them on a food scale. You can get them on Amazon for, I don't know, five, 10 pounds. Um, so super cheap, super affordable, and that will help you be accurate. You can't really eyeball food, especially at first. You could be hundreds, potentially even like a thousand calories off if you're just eyeballing and guessing and putting in like one medium potato. Um, so you, in my opinion, you do really need to weigh if you want to be accurate and actually understand what you're eating. Then once you have that ballpark figure, I want you to compare it to what's happening with your weight at the same time. So let's say you realize you're eating around 2,300 calories each day. And while that's happening, your weight is fluctuating at a normal rate. So your weight is kind of going up and down throughout the, the two-week period. But on average, each week, it was basically the same. If that is the case, then congratulations, you have been eating at maintenance. So you're eating X amount of food and your weight is staying pretty much the same. That is maintenance calories for you. So maintenance is a range as well. Don't get hooked on one number. You probably have a range of a couple hundred calories that you can eat in, um, what we call maintenance. If you do this and you realize at the same time you are consistently seeing increases on the scale, then you are most likely eating in a calorie surplus. So you're eating slightly too much and you're most likely seeing a bit of fat gain at the same time. If that's the case, we adjust and bring it down by maybe 100 calories and see what happens. I don't want you to freak out and adjust and take 500 off. It'd just be 100. If you are doing this and you realize the scale is going consistently downward, that would mean you are eating in a calorie deficit. So X amount of calories would be a calorie deficit for you. And if that's what you're after, great. If you're looking to sit at maintenance, then increase by 100 and see what happens. So that's the best way to start tracking. Just figure out what is going on right now. And ideally, I would have everyone start at maintenance. And maintenance is, like I said, you eat the right amount of food to keep your body weight the same. That's not to say your composition won't change, but your body weight stays around about the same. So that is how to start tracking with kind of the main method I like to use. The second method would be to look at a calorie calculator. So the one I like is called T-D-E-E calculator.net, I think. That's the most accurate one I've seen. So go on there, stick your information in. You don't need your body fat percentage. Be honest with yourself about what activity levels you do. So 
You can choose from like sedentary, light exercise, moderate exercise or heavy exerciser. I class myself as moderate and I train four times a week. I get about 10,000 steps, um, maybe the odd cardio session. So that is moderate exercise. If you sit at a desk eight hours a day, I can guarantee you'll probably be between the sedentary and the light exercise. Even if you train a few times a week, you are still sat down for most of the day. So choose an activity level that is accurate for you and then see what number it gives you. Um, I like to do this as well and compare that to my number that I have found myself to make sure I'm in somewhat of a, a ballpark figure of those two numbers. Um, so yeah, do that. And then if you want to eat at that number and just experiment and see what happens, do the exact same as what I did. Eat around that number and see what happens to your body weight at the same time. And that will tell you exactly what is going on. So once we've done this, that is when you can then adjust for things like fat loss phases, maintenance phases, if you're not at maintenance, and building phases, so calorie surplus. And I will talk you through how to do that and how to actually set your macronutrients correctly. So the very first thing we do when we set our macros is find our calorie value. So look at your maintenance. We should have figured that out by now. And then if you want to go into a fat loss phase, deduct around 15 to 20% from this. If you want to set maintenance, you can set that exact number or that exact range you're giving yourself, or you can push it up slightly, see if you can eat about 100 calories more whilst your weight's staying the same. You know, eating a bit more food is always great, a bit more fun. Um, or you can just keep it around that ballpark figure that we've figured out. If you are wanting to focus on muscle building and you are ready for that, I would start with a 5% increase. So nothing too drastic. Um, so for example, if I figured out that my maintenance calories were, let's say for argument's sake, 2,200, if I wanted to go into a deficit and I took 20% off that, I would sit at 1,760 calories. If I was in a surplus and I wanted to add on 5%, I would go to 2,310. So that is how we adjust things. In terms of a surplus, as you can kind of tell, we don't take as big of a change. When it comes to a deficit, you're probably going to see a three to 500 calorie reduction. Um, just for like context, well, it's kind of out of context for the podcast, but to see a rate of fat loss of around a pound a week, you would need to create a deficit of 3,500. So that is about a 500 calorie reduction. But you don't need to do that from just your nutrition. You can do, let's say, 300 from your nutrition and a little bit more from your activity levels. So in terms of actually then creating the macros, you want to start with your protein. So in terms of protein, you want to go for 1.6 grams to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So if you struggle to get your protein in or you're quite new to this, go for that lower end of 1.6. If you are slightly more advanced on, on the leaner side, I would go to 2 grams or 2.2 grams. The kind of happy medium, happy range is 1.8 to 2 grams um, per kilo of body weight. And I do that for the vast majority of my clients. That's what I kind of range between. I don't get hung up on hitting one exact number. Um, so I, for myself, I'm about 63 kilos and I eat about, I'd say between 125 and 140 grams of protein a day. So you really want to focus on your protein first. You then move on to your fats. So your fats, you'll most likely eat between 0.8 and 1.2 grams per kilo of body weight per day. I wouldn't go less than 0.8 unless you're in the very back end of a deficit because we need fats for your hormone health. So we don't want to neglect those. As a general rule, I just go for one gram per kilo. So I eat 63 grams-ish a day. Again, I don't get hung up on an exact number. That's just the ballpark that I aim for. So you'd then want to calculate what those add up to. So protein-wise, I eat 
let's say for argument's sake, 126 grams a day. So that's two grams per kilo. And one gram of protein equals four calories. So if I times 126 by four, that gives me 504 calories. Then moving on to fats, I eat, let's say 63 grams of fat a day and each gram of fat is worth nine calories. So that takes me to 567. I would then add those two together to give me 1,071. And I take that calorie value from my overall daily number. So 2,200 minus 1,071 gives me 1,129 calories left. And that is how I figure out my carbs. So all those calories are left are for my carbohydrate intake. And same as protein, one gram of carb equates to four calories. So I divide that number by four and that gives me around 282 grams of carbohydrates per day. So that is how I would figure out my macronutrient split at maintenance. Same goes for a deficit, same goes for a surplus. Your calorie value at the end will just adapt where, adapt to how many carbohydrates you're eating. And that is kind of the macro that we tend to change the most. But obviously, if you're in a deficit, you might go for the lower end of your fats, but make sure you are still eating a decent amount of protein. You need to protect your muscle mass in a deficit. I would hedge towards the two grams of protein per day if you're in a deficit. But that is essentially how to set your macros. If you are confused by this, please feel free to drop me a message or an email on my Instagram or join my Build and Fuel program because I give you a really, really detailed and in-depth guide of exactly how to do this and how to set yourself up for successful fat loss phases, maintenance phases, and muscle building phases. So you really can't go wrong. It's a do-it-yourself program, but it teaches you everything and I'm on hand to help you as well. So to finish off the podcast now, I am just going to give you some tips around tracking. So hopefully you understand how to set your macros. It can be a bit confusing. Um, But my biggest tip to track is don't be too restrictive at first. Give yourself a bit of leeway as well. You can only do this by trial and error. You are never going to get a calorie value and a macronutrient split and absolutely nail it off the bat. It takes trial and error. My biggest tip is don't change what you're eating in terms of your meals at the moment. But start measuring out your meals and adjusting them to try and hit those macronutrient splits. It will take a few weeks for you to get the hang of this, but it will happen. You just have to get started and persevere. When it comes to my clients, I ask them to pick one to three breakfasts, one to three lunches, and one to three dinners that they enjoy and start mapping out in my fitness pal the portions of each. So for example, 120 grams of chicken, 200 grams of potato, X amount of these veggies and maybe some olive oil and some sauce for your fats and amend this according to your day. And that is the only way you're going to learn. You can absolutely look at recipes. My app picks out macronutrient friendly recipes that are tailored to your macros. So it kind of does it for you, but it still takes an element of trial and error on your end. So the way I wouldn't go about doing this is just to start eating and just track as you go along during the day. Because you'll undoubtedly get to the end of your day and go like, shit, I have got 60 grams of protein left, no carbs, and a little bit of fat. And you're not going to be able to create a well-balanced meal from that. So my biggest, biggest, biggest tip is to plan and prep. For some reason, people are so resistant to doing this. No one wants to sit for an hour, plan their meals, put it on my fitness pile, go to your food shop that way. But it will absolutely change the game for you. So pick out recipes, pre-track them all, then head to the shop. Or if you've already got it, great and buy what you need. It will save you money, save you time, save you waste. And honestly, I hate cooking for hours during the week. It will stop you doing that as well if you choose to prep the meals. 
So plan and prep on my fitness pal what you're going to eat. Put your recipes in there. And I like to leave about 200 calories each day for little extra bits that I take bites of or an extra snack I choose to have if I choose to have. Usually for me, it's like a protein bar or maybe a cookie or something like that. So you give yourself that little bit of leeway. It's not strict, 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 diligent tracking. It's just planning in advance what you're going to eat. I like to eat the same thing pretty much pretty much every day during the week, especially if I'm on a deficit. And then Friday and Saturday, I have a bit more fun and leeway and I prep it all on a Sunday. I know not everyone works like that. I know for some people that's really, really boring, but for me, it just saves me time. When you're busy, that is like so key for me. So if that's not you, choose two or three variations and track that way. Um, initial, uh, not initially, as well, I don't recommend tracking in hindsight. So if you get to the end of your day and think, okay, time to track what I've eaten today, you will absolutely forget things. So it will be inaccurate. Um, if you're not trying to be accurate, then absolutely fine, do that. But if you're trying to aim for a specific goal, then it is better to do it beforehand. If you don't want to track, there are other methods to make progress. I will make podcasts on that. And maybe you do want to track, but you don't want to track everything. You could just track your protein. Um, that is absolutely fine too. That's something I do with a lot of my clients. Um, but before I finish, I just want to say, don't put pressure on yourself to get this right straight away. It is going to be trial and error. The best thing you can do is just start tracking and adjust as you learn. And don't think you have to completely overhaul the way you eat. You don't. It's just making tweaks to portion sizes. Most likely not getting enough protein. I see that quite a lot. And making small changes to begin with, that is the best way to make long-term changes and long-term progress. If you do want help and support with this, please go to my website, evapartridgefitness.com. Um, .co.uk, I mean. Um, you can find that on the bio in my Instagram as well and click in for a chat. I can talk about how I could help you. There is forms and applications there for one-to-one -one coaching to help with this kind of stuff um, or go to my Build and Fuel program. It will teach you absolutely everything you need to know. I cannot stress it enough. I'm so proud of this program and the nutrition guide that goes with it. Um, yeah, any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them. Go to my Instagram, drop me an email if you're not on social media. Um, Instagram is Eva Partridge Fitness. And yeah, hopefully you guys will stick around next week for podcast number four. And if you have any suggestions, by all means, like again, drop me a message about what you want to learn about. And thank you so much for listening.